how much can you expect from Josh Gordon right away? Yeah, we're, uh, we're at the same place with him that we were yesterday. Uh, so okay. we're in the process of working through it. Um, well, we'll just have to see how it goes. So, so in other words, you're not completely ready to talk about him being officially added to the roster. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, if I can move on to the Detroit Lions and the weapons they present, obviously uh, they have uh, quite the receiving core. Um, can you just talk briefly about what is it about uh, guys like uh, Golden Tate and especially Marvin Jones that presents such a threat to your defense? Yeah, uh, you know, Galladay, Roberts, um, they're – um, you know, Wilson there, there, it's a really, it's a good group plus the backs, um, Riddick, Johnson, Abdullah. So they've, they've got a lot of good players, um, obviously a really good quarterback. So they, they present a lot of problems. They're, um, very good receivers and, um, you know, Tate, Jones, Galladay are all good after the catch. They're strong runners. Um, so tackling is is uh, not just keeping them from getting the ball in the passing game, but um, tackling after the catch is be challenging too. Thank you, Bill. You're welcome. The next question will be uh, Ben Bowen, and I'll ask anyone else that's on the call to hit five star if you want to ask a question. Go ahead, Ben. Uh, morning, Bill. Um, curious if you have any update on Trace Flowers and Patrick Chung with their concussions. Uh, nope, not at this time. Uh, with Chung, um, just curious if you know what happened. Uh, in the second quarter, he came off the field for one play for like an injury timeout, uh, and then he came right back on the field, played the rest of the half, and then at halftime, all of a sudden, he uh, he doesn't come out, and it, and it comes out that he has a concussion. Uh, just do you know why he wasn't uh, checked for a concussion at any point during the second quarter? Yeah, that's a, that's really a medical question um, that I can't answer. So if the player is medically cleared to play, then it's a coaching decision. If he's not medically cleared, then uh, it's not a coaching decision. We're out of it. It's a medical decision. So um, it really falls into one of those two categories. Do, do you know if he started showing signs at halftime or anything like that? It, it's, it was a medical decision. If he's not clear to play, then it's not it doesn't have anything to do with coaching. It's not he's not clear to play. I, I just was wondering if you had any insight on what actually happened. I just tried to explain that. Okay. If he's not Thank clear you. to play, then he's not in the game. Uh, if he's clear to play and uh, wasn't, you know, wasn't taken out of the game medically, then. Uh, it'll be a coaching decision whether to play or not. Uh, next question. Do you, you know why the team? Next question, uh, Phil Perry. Not... Go ahead. Thanks, Stacey. Phil, we've heard you say to us before mm-hmm. that uh, dependability is more important than ability. At what point are you willing to? relax your standards on dependability because of you know a certain a player's certain you know level of talent or what they can bring for you on the field even if they have proven that they're not necessarily always dependable uh 
Yeah, it's a pretty vague and general question. I'd say in the end, we try to do what's best for the football team. Uh, I don't know any other way to answer it. I'll go uh, go back to Ben Vaughn. Uh, yeah, sorry. Thanks, guys. Uh, Bill, just one last follow-up uh, on Patrick Chung. Did, yeah. did you get any explanation why the team doctors didn't check Patrick for a concussion at any point during the second quarter? Uh, I, look, I don't know whether they did or didn't. What, look, that, that's a, those are those are medical procedures, Ben, and some of that's dictated by um, things from upstairs uh, from the neutral position, and then that goes through our medical department. So I can't. I mean, I'm trying to coach a game. I'm not. I don't have time for a conversation with those guys. That's if the player's cleared, he's cleared. If he's not cleared, then he's not cleared. Sure, and and no question, the NFL has people watching the situation, and then they didn't point it out either. So I was just. Uh, I'm not saying whether it, I don't know the answer to that. You'd have to talk to them. I, I don't know. I'm not on. I don't talk to the NFL medical people. Like I've never and never in communication with them at all. Never. Our next question, Mike Pachaglia, followed by Henry McKenna. Bill, I know you've spoken uh, about Matt Patricia in the past uh, at length, especially when he was on uh, your staff and how hard he works. But um, what have you seen from the Lions that um, uh, kind of have has his stamp on what they do early on? And uh, uh, the follow-up to that question would be, uh, in a situation like this, when you go up against a former assistant, how do you have to balance doing what you do as opposed to um, being concerned what you know about his tendencies? Well, yeah, I mean, the most important thing right now is for us to get ready to play the Detroit Lions. And so what they do and how they do it and the players they do it with, and that, that's really all we're focused on. So sure, Matt will do a great job of having them prepared for us and he'll game plan us um, the way he always does, the best way, you know, he can match up um, with his team against whatever he perceives our challenges to be. So I know what that is. You have to ask him what those are, but we'll have to be ready for those things and go out and be able to execute them. Got it. Thanks, Bill. <clears throat> Next question from Henry McKenna, followed by uh, William Bennett. Good morning, Bill. I uh, noticed that you guys are averaging 3.7 yards per carry you know, in your rushing offense. So I wondered, you know, what you thought about the state of the, the running game. And um, I know it's early, but figured I'd check in on that. I think whatever, really, whatever area you want to talk about, there's there's room for improvement in all of it. And uh, hopefully we can we can do that. Coaches, players. Um, you know, we all have to just do a better job of doing what we're doing. And um, you know, we look at, well, you're right, we've got two games, and um, there's there's certainly some evidence of things that are that have occurred, and some things we need to change, some things we need to try to do better, some things maybe we need to eliminate. Uh, we'll, try to figure out what those are and make progress um, this week and in the future. One uh, separate question. Uh, you've had a lot of turnover at the receiver position and, and a lot of guys who haven't actually stayed 
with the team for very long, sometimes, you know, a day or a few days. Uh, what can you learn about players during that sort of short span? Um, and, uh, and how does that play into sort of the team building element, you know, as that turnover keeps happening? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, the, the time, the time and the uh, roster limits and so forth are what they are. And so I would just say that we try to try to manage them the best that we can. Um, you'd always like more time, more opportunities, but uh, limitation to the number of players and the number of people on your roster. Um, we have to be in compliance with that. So if we have more time, we do it differently. If we have to make a decision for whatever the reasons are, then we have to make that decision. Do what feels best for the team. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, next question, William Benenson, followed by Rich Garvin. And our final question will be from Mike Giardi. Go ahead, William. Bill, I was just wondering, obviously you have to watch the tape against Jacksonville, but how do you take those lessons and apply them to a, a new team next week? Because obviously Detroit is a very different team than Jacksonville. Just the challenge of applying, because you're not playing Jacksonville next week, obviously the challenge of applying the lessons you learned from watching the tape against Jacksonville to Detroit. Uh, yeah, that's good. It's a good question. It's uh, part of the challenge of um, just moving forward week to week. Um, certainly, there are things that if we don't if we don't correct them, will continue to be a problem next week. But we can't keep replaying last week's game. We've got to move on. And there are some things that, and plenty of things that the Lions do that Jacksonville didn't do. So you know, we have to try to. Try to balance that. Uh, both are important. It's important to correct mistakes and understand where we've been and um, how how to do things differently or how what we did uh, was good and how to do it again when that situation comes up. Uh, but there are certainly new challenges uh, coming up the following week. So it's like that every week. It's, it's no different. It, every week is like that, so there's some element of it. It's just a question of how much and how much carryover you think there might be from one team to the next in a certain area. Um, and if there's a lot of carryover, then I think you've got to be more cognizant of what happened in the past. If there's not as much carryover, then you still need to make your corrections and adjustments, but it may not show itself immediately. It might be something further down the road. So it's a, it's a balancing act, uh, and they're both important. Um, just, you just have to make the decisions uh, in each phase of the game, each aspect of it, uh, how, where to place the emphasis. Last two questions will be Rich Garvin, followed by Mike Giardi. Hey Bill, I just wanted to ask you about um, basically just speak to the, the deputy defensive line and, uh, you know, in, in a kind of the system you use with a lot of moving parts, the importance of having, uh, having depth there and versatility. Well, it's great to have depth at any position you have it in. Um, it's it's really, it's really hard to have it at all positions. You just don't have, you just run out of people, especially on game day. Uh, so when you have to get to the 46-man roster, uh, your depth's made up of 
players that can play multiple positions, whether that's one guy playing um, more than one spot uh, in a backup role, or whether it's uh, a backup that moves into a starting position and one of your starting players having a in a multi-position player. But one way or another, you've got to cover a lot of bases between the the different offensive and defensive units you have and, and the 66 players that are involved in the in the kicking game um, and backups for all those. So that versatility is, is a, an important part of it. Um, and again, there's, there's a lot of bases to cover. And last question, Mike Giardi. Morning, Bill. Mike. What what sort of what sort of role does the locker room culture play when you acquire players who've had off field issues? Because obviously you've brought in many over the course of time. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Would you Maybe otherwise? I don't have a. Yeah, there's no. I don't know. It's necessary to have a strong room, though. Again, every situation is different. I, I, it's impossible. It would be impossible for me to answer that question. You talk about teams aren't the same. No two players are the same. No two situations are the same. No two coaching staffs are really the same. Um, I mean, there are a lot of variables. There's so many variables from player to player, year to year, team to team. I just, I, I there's no way I could answer that question. Do the best you can. Thank you, Coach.